You're listening to Adoption, Fostering and Tea from the UK's LGBT plus adoption and fostering charity, New Family Social. You can find us at www.newfamilysocial.org.uk. I'm Tor and this week I'm going to be talking to Ralph and Charlie who are approved adopters who have been matched with a little boy and were due to be meeting him this month but unfortunately this has been delayed for a couple of reasons. We'll talk more about that in a moment but first of all I wanted to start by welcoming you both and asking Ralph first of all can you talk a little bit about how you arrived at the decision to adopt? Well, we both always uh, knew that we wanted children and we had always kind of discussed it. But um, two years ago this July, we were out for an evening and over pizza, we started talking about it uh, again. And we were like, let's find out some information. So we kind of took it from there, really. And um, we knew that we wanted to adopt a little boy. We just kind of thought, stick with what you know we don't (laughs) either of us don't particularly know much about uh about girls or about bringing up girls um so we're like let's stick with what we know and we'll go for a for a little boy and it all it was very natural for us i think the 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 process and also it it happened quite quickly from us starting to research it and us uh choosing an agency really okay so so back at that pizza meeting you know where you had that discussion about it were you both as enthusiastic as each other what what were you feeling back then charlie i think a lot of it at the time was the the unknowns at the time we didn't know anybody that had been either adopted or who had gone through the adoption process um so it started with the uh, obligatory search on the internet for just other couples really at, at, at their points and we soon found that there were various blogs uh, various internet sites and that's kind of really where we first started we were both very keen uh, to know more but try not to get too excited because we were aware and are, are aware now having come out the other side um, just how um, almost intrusive the, the process can be and we made a few inquiries around that that initial stage probably a few weeks after our, our pizza pizza meeting um, and mm-hmm. yeah we just kind of just just spoke to various different people what they had gone through how did they almost start their adoption journey and yeah we both walked away from that from that meeting from that time just thinking okay let's let's really start uh, our journey and we can stop at any time if we wanted to if one of us felt differently um we were very open in that respect at that that time so yeah we were we just kind of went into it with a very open mind as you have to do and just just started that initial step which was um as as ralph said the uh, the information event but making those inquiries we made a few inquiries with with agencies at, at that time so it sounds like you shopped around a little bit for your agency we did we were recommended one in particular um and we did uh i say sign up to them register our interest whatever you want to call it um and i think it must have been a few weeks after that we'd had a phone call from them and they then invited us into their London office um, and I think we were in there very nervous it almost felt like a job interview going in there and again saying this is our background this is what we're doing uh, this is our, our intentions um, and unfortunately we both walked away from that meeting and that interview being quite felt like it was quite cold and 
we are uh, Ralph and I are very um, responsive. So if we get that vibe straight away, we're a bit like, mm, I'm, I'm not too sure about that. Um, but we thought, okay, we'll we'll just see what happens. And then we made another inquiry through another agency, um, and were so different in their approach to everything. We were interviewed at home. They came to us. We went had to go to an information event, and just very very different, very warm. Um, and yeah, just a total different vibe from from one another. And we actually eventually went up, uh, went with that second second agency. But I think it was good to compare because we'd heard of so many other people with the initial agency who'd had a very different experience. But we just felt, for us in particular, um, due to our lifestyle and, and working patterns, etc., that the the second agency were were just a much better fit and suit for us. And and was that initial impression right as you went through the process? Did you feel like they continued to have that warmth to them? Absolutely. Um, and we say we commend them on it because it was just, uh, I don't know, it's really hard to explain, but just a very different way of going about things. Um, the first when they were were telling us about what the process we were told you have to sign up for uh for six months you can't take breaks you can't do this and it just that's where i say it felt quite regimented whereas our, our adoption agency that we went with um just very yeah very different just take it at your own pace nothing's too much a social worker um at that time before stage one again just very approachable just yeah it just made us feel very comfortable very at ease and no question was a silly question um and again for us we were still in that phase of there was so much to know um so yeah we were that repeated itself throughout the entire process and so we end up at a later point between stages one and two had a a four-month break um and I'm glad we did that because it just gave us that little time to reset recharge and then go into stage two kind of almost with a a fresh pair of eyes rather than straight through um from from the get-go and were there things that you found out during that process that were unexpected to you both I mean Ralph you talked about that early thinking and that early research were the things that were surprising or different to how you expected um because as Charlie said we uh didn't have any preconceptions of how it the process was or anybody that had gone through it we weren't really expecting anything so we took everything fresh and everything that came to us we we just kind of accepted that that how it is um, we also did uh, a lot of research ourselves once we'd signed up to the agency. So we knew a bit more about the process in depth because there's only so much you can gain from an information evening. So I wouldn't say that anything ever came uh, as a shock to us. Um, we were always kept uh, in the loop with all, the, all our uh, social worker in the agency. Uh, and if we had any questions, they were very open to asking anything. It sounds like you really clicked with the agency. It sounds like it was a really good decision for you to um, shop around. We sometimes hear from um, members of New Family Social that they feel like they have to go with their local agency. And we do encourage people to shop around and say, you know, you can have a look until you find one that you feel is the right fit for you. And it sounds like you both really did that. So you went through the assessment process and um, you mentioned that it was a little bit intrusive at points. Can you say a bit more about how you found it? It was definitely, I say, so stage one, um, we 
we kind of expected it a lot of the searches medicals um references etc so we didn't find that um intrusive in any way it was more so with the stage two with the assessment sessions so the social social sorry social worker coming around to us um and then speaking about uh, a different topic and these were i think we planned them for every two weeks or so just to give ourselves some breathing space between those sessions um some were a bit light-hearted some were very um very personal so talking about your past uh, relationships uh, reasons for them maybe not not proceeding any further um and really discovering kind of what makes you you um those were the ones i would say that were were intrusive but they were needed um and we often refer to it as three therapy because it was you were talking about your life um and there were things that we both mentioned in those meetings that were those individual meetings that you kind of maybe never had really processed before or you you were speaking about it and it wasn't until you had a a third person sorry a third party um putting that in perspective for you um and personally speaking, I mentioned a few things in there just about, say, childhood, um, school life, etc. I would say was was bullied, so I spoke about that. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until like say some twenty years later that you you have a very different view on it when someone was speaking about it with you. Um, so yeah, they they have to be intrusive in that sense. It's not there to be nosy, um, but it's needed because they have to know you better than anybody. Because say that that social worker and those uh, adoption agencies are looking for for the child that you 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 want so it's important that they know you more than anybody else um so yeah um it's it's personal but but needed and it's required yes i can understand that um was there anything that you felt they might reject us because of this um whether that's the fact that you're a same-sex couple or anything other things that have gone on for you that you kind of thought there's no way they're going to accept us with this in the background um I don't think so. I think the the only thing that uh, we both uh, had feelings on was that was our medicals. I think was the only thing that we we both thought might draw anything up, um, just because we've both suffered with like anxiety and some uh, depression, uh, as a lot of people have. And I think when you you, you always think that that is going to go against you, but it was never even. Uh, brought up um i don't know if if charlie felt any differently about about any anything uh in that respect but i didn't think that being a same-sex couple uh went against us at all um that there was never any 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 mention of it no not at all i think there were we knew by that point having uh spoken to different different people read blogs etc we knew there was a huge um same-sex family network um, and we were told right at that point almost at the very start about new family social so for us there was a lot of discovering to take place um, so that was never any concern for us going into it as, as a gay couple um, and yeah we were we weren't we didn't haven't felt at all throughout the process that we were treated any differently that's really positive to hear and we do hear that lots of the time that actually people are having very good experiences and being really welcomed by these agencies 
so you'd gone through that assessment process and um, clearly you were approved by the stage that you're now at. How did you feel when you found out that you'd been approved as adopters? We were both ecstatic. Um, I mean, the, the, actual, uh, the actual panel day uh, was very nerve wracking uh, in itself. And our panel was running behind by about an hour. So that didn't help matters. Um, but it was a, a very positive day and the feedback we got from them um, was was very good. And I th- we had quite a, a large panel. Uh, I think we had about 10 or 12 people on, on the panel that day uh, and they were being assessed. So it was a very nerve wracking day for everybody there. But we came out of it and we were over the moon um, that we'd that we'd been approved and and we did go out and celebrate that evening. Oh, that's really lovely. So they told you there and then after you'd been spoken to? Yes, we, we got told straight away that they were making the recommendation that we would be approved. But obviously, we had to wait uh, two weeks for the formal letter. So having been approved and having enjoyed that celebration and so on, I guess that you moved on to matching. You said that you had in mind that you wanted a little boy. Um, How clear were you between you about perhaps what age you were looking at or what sort of background you would consider, those sorts of things? We'd already spoken about uh, almost before stage one process um, when speaking with our agency and as um as Ralph said, we were very clear and quite open at that stage about wanting a little boy. Um and yeah, we just we, we went with a, a very open mind. We knew we wanted uh, a boy anywhere kind of age between uh kind of one and four perhaps. Um but just went into it with an open mind. We had uh had communication from our social worker kind of giving us I don't know what they almost refer to it as like dummy profiles saying this is what the information you would get so giving us the expectation of, of what to expect when you do read a profile um, and almost read between the lines and pretty soon after uh, being approved as adopters we started to receive profiles contact via uh, link maker and it was from then we we just had to sit down at each profile and just okay so this is what this means this is what that means this is what a typical day for them would look like um but we often found that some profiles had more information some had less so again you're having to in some instances we were having to request further information such as their profiles um, and reports um, or ask questions to their social worker um, and others we had a very clear indication of this is this is their background this is why they were they were taken into care this is how they've been doing this is what they're doing now um, and yeah so we just reading the profiles were heartbreaking because obviously to, to get to that point um, and as we'd already discovered in the training provided by our agency it's the, <laughs> something really bad has had to, had to have happened to get to that point um, for the child to be removed. So it, that, that's the first um, emotional uh, kind of barrier you you, you uh, come up against. And then, yeah, every profile you're having to read and just a, a new set of eyes and to talk about it with each other, This is these are our thoughts on on that particular child. What, are, what may the challenges be? What are, what, the, what are the needs? What can we provide? What... Um, kind of areas do we do we can we not maybe perhaps deal with and again because we were very open with one another uh, right at the very start 
we said there were certain uh, situations perhaps that we may not be able to or we would find difficult in dealing with. So um, any children that uh, came to our attention with those particular needs and wants, etc., we would you you just have to have to say no and it's a very hard no but we knew we wanted to be parents and not carers um so it was very important to us to say like that that child will be with you for the rest of their life so it's such an important decision um and yeah we just having that open communication with each other just really helped us talk around each of the profiles and i probably think we yeah, we'd probably seen in, in excess of about 30 profiles by the time um, we, we saw uh, another profile um, that caught our interest. And in those earlier profiles, were you broadly in agreement with each other or were there times when one of you was leaning more towards yes and one was leaning more towards no? Of all the ones that we registered an interest with and got further information on, I think there were probably only one or two where one of us wanted to take it further and one of us didn't but and I can't actually remember how we got how we got through that how we got past that but obviously we, we must have discussed it and come to the conclusion that it, it it wasn't the right thing for us if one was invested and one wasn't that isn't the right thing so we passed and I think that did happen on a few occasions um, as Ralph said and it's it was almost one of those talk about the child and almost revisit it maybe a week or t- or two later we were in no hurry whatsoever to to say oh yes that, that's amazing let's move forward as quickly as possible we were just very realistic about uh, the needs and our needs as well as as the the desire to be a, a parent um and so on those those particular occasions i know that one of us um had yeah more more feeling or more emotions towards a, a particular child so you just you just have to be very open with one another and it's just about talking talking through through that um, and again with your social worker as well there were there were many times where Ralph and I spoke about uh, particular children and where maybe things that we didn't understand or acronyms etc so we went to our social worker saying what, what does this mean what is this likely to mean in the future um, and we found that most helpful as well. And were there children that you expressed an interest in that you were both interested in and then it couldn't proceed or when you put that interest forward, you weren't picked up and taken any further? Uh, yeah, that, that happened quite a few times to us, actually. Um, there were some that we that we never heard from once we'd registered an interest. There were some that we then heard from uh, and we got their their profiles uh, and the majority of them we then said no to but there were I think there were about five or six that we want that we went to try to go further with uh, including uh, the little boy that we have now been matched with but I think the other five all ended up um, rejecting us for various reasons and I know twice we went down to the final three uh, and there was some that there was actually one that our social worker pulled us out of because they wanted to do competitive matching, uh, and we said we weren't interested in competitive matching. Can you say what that means? From what uh, we understand it to be, competitive matching is basically where they have three or four or, or more couples, and they pitch them against each other. So they basically the uh, social workers for the child go to their home uh, and they inspect their home and see what they can give them. So. Th- they, they pitch you all off against each other like it's a contest. Uh, and 
for us that's that wasn't the way we wanted to go that would for us that doesn't feel right um so we said no to competitive matching and so then you have now been matched um to a child and how did that feel how did you feel about that profile and how did those initial conversations and decisions feel to both of you as soon as we saw his profile obviously his gorgeous little face cropped up um and that's uh, again for all of them or most of them there are there are photos so you can either have that immediate reaction as in oh my god he's amazing like look look at him and there's a I think about five photos of him doing out on various days out and playing with toys, etc. And then, so we were both separate at that, at that point when we both had the notification of this profile that had been recommended to us. So you, you read it and you think, mm, yeah, that's, he sounds lovely, like a typical day, um, very funny, likes laughing at himself. So we could instantly have that, that connection um, with him. So we both spoke about, about him. I think it was, that day or a few days later um and for me personally uh speaking i just i couldn't get him off my mind just that that photo um and just kept rereading his profile because say sometimes you can can read something quite quickly and not uh, absorb in um so i made sure that i went back to his profile several times then we went to a social worker once we both had a discussion saying yep, we're interested, we'd like to know more about him. And then she requested his full profile and uh, report from the time that he was was taken into to foster care. Um, and that was a hard read, reading that. So we got it, it must have been about a week or so later. Um, and yeah, it was, I think the, the report itself was about 60, 70 pages and it goes into everything their backgrounds uh birth parents as well what's he like what was he like when he was first taken into foster care what's he been like as he transitions through it and what does he like now um and we could both see and we both admitted that there was a clear uh distinction between his uh behavior almost uh, when he was first taken into care to now and it's uh, we both felt if we just had the information at that time that he'd just gone gone into foster care, that was really hard, really tough, to, tough to read. But you could see that transition six, seven months later, and the amazing work his his foster carers have done and still continue to do. And there was just such a massive transition that we were like, it, "It's amazing." He's come on so much things that he had had done um and like again his uh, sleep etc that was very disturbed and that's since improved so it's we could see that that massive uh, change in him and and yeah we just at every point we knew like i referred to earlier if at any point we felt no this isn't right we knew that we just had to say to one another i can't do this because and we just had to, had to, yeah, just be very open with each other about that that process, um, and then yeah, we were were put forward to to be considered for him, um, and we were told again, there's a lot of waiting involved, as you'll probably gather by now. Um, about a few weeks later, we were told that we would be considered amongst five other couples. So you immediately become very nervous about things, thinking. What what have they got that we may not have, etc.? And then another few weeks later, after a meeting had taken place, we were told it was down to three couples, and obviously we were one of the three. 
uh, another meeting was then held without us, uh, uh, I must add. And then we found out, I think, several days after the meeting that we had been selected um, for his social workers to come and visit us. And that was in uh, December last year they came. Gosh, so it's a drawn-out process, isn't it? And lots of um, nerve-wracking phone calls, lots of weeks waiting and waiting and waiting. That sounds really difficult. So you received that phone call saying that you had been matched to this child. And then did you go to matching panel next? So another panel meeting? No. So between because for us it, it fell over Christmas. So once they'd come and had the, the meeting at our house uh, and they said that, yes, they wanted to proceed with the match and we wanted to proceed with the match that actually didn't get confirmed until the third week of January. Um, we were then told that yes, we would be going to match in panel, but it wouldn't be until March because uh, we had to go and have another series of meetings first. So we first went up and we met his current foster carers. Um, and uh, that meeting was about kind of three hours long. And then we've also been up several other times um, to do things uh, like meeting the medical officer. We had a couple of uh, bump into meetings with him. Um, We met the foster carers another couple of times uh, and then um, life appreciation day and then matching panel. So it's from the point of them coming to see us in our home to matching panel was actually three months. Okay, so and a bump into meeting is where you see the child perhaps in a nursery setting or a school setting or a park setting, somewhere that the child doesn't understand who you are, but you can lay eyes on them and just sort of get a bit of a feel for them in person, isn't it? Yes, so we were really lucky in that we uh, went to a soft play and it was arranged to be a soft play area. Um, It was arranged to be very private, so we were uh, put into a corner and then uh, we refer to him now as Little Man. So Little Man came around the corner with his foster carers um, and we were very lucky in that in the two or three hours that we were there, um, he was very nervous with us at first, but then as soon as we started playing like trucks and cars, etc., um, it immediately gained his attention. And by the end of the, the bump into, we were actually playing in the soft play with him. So really nice for us. Um, and as well for him, he had the attention of us too, um, 110%. So for him, it was, uh, yeah, a, a, an amazing feeling knowing what we had known and what was yet to come. So you met him and it felt right still, I guess. And then you drove away. How did it feel to drive away from that, having met him and felt like this could be your child? Heartbreaking. It was really difficult. Um, He didn't want us to go either uh, and he didn't want to go. So it was was difficult to, to step away, but we knew that there was another bump into a range for two weeks later when we would uh, be at the same location um, again. And in that time, we've been very lucky that we have contact with his uh, foster carers. Uh, he has fantastic foster carers and they, um, once we've met them, we then set up a, a WhatsApp group with the four of us uh, and we kind of speak to them every day and we ask them questions and this, that, and the other. So that for us is very useful and we feel very connected with him. So having um, met him and having played with him a little bit and started to feel that this really could be the right child for you, I guess that you then got news of the delays that were going to happen. Can you tell us about that? 
Yes, so it's almost twofold uh, delays, really. So by the time we'd gone to match in panel and been matched with him, we had received notification, um, and there was kind of discussions about it around that time. So we were we were on tender hooks at the time. Again, a very emotional process about the potential for a uh, birth family member who would uh, challenge the the placement order that's that's in place, and that's for him to to be adopted. Um, so we had notification of that around matching panel that that would uh, go go to the the courts and would be legally challenged so so that was one delay um and the other being the coronavirus so obviously introductions were to take place shortly after uh, matching panel um and sadly we received several days before if not i think about a week before that that would be delayed and postponed into a later date um until the the current restrictions are lifted so we're, we're waiting on two parts one for the the the, the legal side um, for that to be heard and obviously we don't become involved within that um, but also on the other side uh, waiting for the the restrictions which which we know so many people have have been affected by that as well um, so very frustrating but we just have to, to keep positive keep on moving keeping ourselves busy um, and just enjoy the time that we have now prior to, to his arrival so we just yeah, just just enjoy being in the the moment uh, before it all gets a lot more busy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, but I, I guess that must be really difficult to have got so close and and to gear up as well so much. I imagine that you were pretty much ready, and then have everything pushed back. One with a legal wrangle between the local authority and the birth family. So, not really even with you as a party at the moment to that. And then secondly with this virus and again it's not something you can influence at all you know you you just must be sort of waiting really it it was devastating really because um as charlie said it it all happened around matching panel so we've never actually really celebrated the fact that we got a yes at matching panel because it was being challenged by the birth family member so that in itself was the first thing we were like okay maybe introductions will be delayed a week then the coronavirus shuts everybody down so that's another thing so it's just one thing on top of the other and we were we were completely ready uh the, the house is completely ready um you know the all the stuff for introductions was in place accommodation travel everything was kind of booked and ready so everything was cancelled and now it's just like limbo so uh, as well as as everybody else around the country being in limbo um, with with lockdown, we've we've got this extra kind of limbo that we don't know what will happen or when it will happen. Absolutely. And I guess nobody can give you a clearer timescale at the moment. No, absolutely. No. So you're right that there are lots of families in this position at the moment and the the part of the adoption journey that they thought they were at is stalled a little bit. Um and I guess, you know, with this particularly on two fronts, it's just additionally hard to to know what's likely to happen and crucially when. How are you both coping with that? Um, I think we have, I say, good and bad days. It's um, when they first said about the, the lockdown and quarantine for, th- for three weeks, um, just accept, you just have to accept it, really. There's nothing else you can do. It's out of our control. We have no 
no say really um, in what happens and, and when. Um, and then the okay, the legal ch- challenge. Um, yeah, it's again that's out of our control. Again, we have no say. We speak often with our social worker, um, kind of in terms of of what what can happen and preparing ourselves for that. And just we, as I said, we just have to remain as positive as as possible. Um, the family all know about Tim, and again, they were all prepared for his arrival, albeit that they wouldn't see him straight away, just so that we could settle. Um, so we've had the family side of, of things as well, and they've become. Um, we, we send photos and videos as and when we share them, and we, as uh, Ralph said, we've been doing video calls with with little man as well. So they've really been helping us. Um, but just having to remain positive, um, we chat to quite a lot of adopters um, about what's happening and happened, and a lot of people are in the same boat as us. So we just. We're positive that we've been matched with him, we've met him, um, and we have that connection to him. And we just we just wait and we'll see what happens the next few weeks. Hopefully, um, some of the restrictions may may be lifted, and then we can start to plan introductions, etc. Um, but yeah, just we're we, we we're very lucky we're in this position at the moment. We know of others that are perhaps within stage one and stage two of the adoption process. Um, and sadly for them, they've just almost had to halt exactly where they are. They they can't go anywhere because, say, you can't go to the doctors for medicals and social workers are having to work differently. Um, so, yeah, we, we're fortunate we're in this position, but we just just keep them positive um, and almost kind of keep calm and carry on attitudes. I certainly think that something that um, I've learned from adoption is that you know, with these things that come up that you have no control over, then you're absolutely right. You you get through it because you get through it. And you can either get through it and get screwed up about it, or you can get through it as best you can. And they really are the only two choices that you have because this is not in your control, but it, it sounds incredibly difficult. I wonder, um, as people who are living this, whether you have any advice or words for other people who are going through the same at the moment, whose process is delayed like yours is? I think, as Charlie said, you just have to, you have to talk to each other. You have to talk to your social worker. If you can, if you're at the same stage that we are, um, try and talk to the foster carers or to the child, depending on, on what they know. But you just have to try and remain positive. And it's not easy. It, Every day gets harder. So when another three weeks lockdown came in, that was something else. So we knew it was going to be delayed even more. Um, But you just have to try and remain positive. It's not easy, uh, but that's that's what I'd say you have to try and do. And just to add to that as well, I just recall and remember why you both started this process. go back to that time and um, I in particular keep a a diary every so often not every day but just at moments and times and if other people find that helpful just to recall um, where you were this time last year say for us it's coming up for almost two years which has been a long process but it's been so worthwhile so just almost having that period of reflection um, is helpful so yes we know there's a delay but it may only be another maybe maybe a month maybe another six weeks we don't know um 
but in the entire process of it all it's it's just a short delay so just keep that hope keep that faith um and all will become right in the end. Thank you so much. And of course, we are all absolutely cheering you on. And we would love to hear from you again once this is resolved. Um, so I would like to end by thanking our guests today, Charlie and Ralph. You can follow New Family Social on Twitter at LGBT Adopt Foster. And on Facebook, search New Family Social, all one word. Adoption Fostering and Tea is produced by New Family Social with support from Chris Jarvis at Little Radio, the children's radio station. We'll be back next week with more guests and more tea. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.